by his bloody time on the cross at Calvary when he redeemed us back into him. Give God some glory. Let him know that you love him. Let him know that you're here to give him glory, to lift up his name. He has the name that's above every other name. Give him some glory. Hallelujah. 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 He's so worthy. He's so worthy. Today, today, two or three hundred million people will be gathered around their televisions to watch a football game. People will be rooting for certain teams. Billions upon billions of dollars are being bet in Vegas. And so many people will be engrossed into something that's going to take away about three and a half, four hours. You have uh, companies spending a million dollars for 30 seconds of advertisement time. Just a conglomerate. It's pretty much the Super Bowl has turned into a, like a holiday. But here we are in the house of the Lord, giving him some glory. And let me tell you something. It may be about 25, 30 people here. We're making more noise in here, up in heaven, than 200 million people are going to do screaming at a football game. Hallelujah. 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 It's so good to be in this house. I thank God for our pastor. He and I have developed a close, close, close friendship over the years to the point where I can just call him on Sunday and be like, on Saturday and say, hey, I got it. And he doesn't say, oh, no. He just says, okay. And you guys know, Brother Dunn, when I asked for him to grab the mic, so to say, on a Sunday, it's because I have a burden in my heart that God has laid on me. And so I'm going to have Jordan sit out this game, and Scotty's going to step up and see if he can drop 25, 10, and 5. You know, yesterday I was looking at a, and we're going to get to the word, but I was looking at a video of gangbangers in Compton. And Sister Moore, I was just looking at it, just kind of passing the time until the Lord had me look into the eyes of one of those young men. And Sister Sandy, I saw in the eyes of that man, they say the eyes are the gateway to the soul, right? I saw no hope. I saw no hope. He was looking at the camera, and you looked in his eyes, and it was like, this is what's going to happen to me, jail or death. I have no other options, therefore I have no hope. And when someone comes to the house of God, and they have that look in their eyes, they don't need a fancy sermon. They need a Christ that died on Calvary that can look them in the eyes and say, I'm not hope that you're looking for. I'm that thing that you desire. I'm that thing that's going to take you and deliver you from this place. If you would turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel 7, we're going to be moving around a little bit. But I just want this passage to be the foundation of what we're going to preach about today. This is David, after he has been anointed king of all of Israel. And David, they brought the ark in, and David says, I want to build a house for the Lord. And it says in verse 1 of Second Samuel 7, And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest round about from all of his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your heart, 
for the Lord is with thee. But it came to pass that the word of the Lord came to Nathan that night, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Question mark. Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even unto this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people of Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in house of cedar? Now therefore say thou unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep, sheep cart, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all of thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of thy great men that are in the earth. Verse 12. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. You may be seated. This is the word of God coming to David. After you have died, I am going to establish your kingdom. Literally saying that the Savior, the Messiah, is going to come from your seed. So this is a promise to David from the man of God, solidifying what is going to happen in his future. And so when David hears this, he knows that I can go to my grave knowing that the word of God is going to be forever and amen. Amen. I can die in faith knowing that this covenant that God has made with me is going to last forever. Touch your neighbor and say, it's a little salty. It's a little salty. And so when I, going back to what I opened up with, I'm looking at that young man, Nathan, and I'm like, that's, 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 that's heartbreaking to see somebody with no hope. And this is a video that came out in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and, and, and uh, so I don't know what happened to that young man. I don't know. But I do know that when you look into the soul of a man or a woman that has no hope, there is no life in their eyes. They have just resonated themselves to be somebody that I'm just going to be a statistic. I have, I, I'm not going to be able to make it. I, my father and my grandfather, my uncles, all of them have spent time in jail. So I'm just going to follow those same footsteps, Sister Glover, people that have no hope. But if we would turn our Bibles to 2 Kings 11, this is the, the crux of what we want to talk about. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered. Now, if we back up a little bit, Ahab and Jezebel were very wicked people. They killed the Lord's prophets. To the point that God said, I'm going to destroy your seed. And through that, God raises up a guy named Jehu. And he decides to take the Lord's work in his hands. And he starts to wipe out all of uh, Jahab and and, and Jezebel's children. Wiping them out. But because Athaliah had been given to the king of Judah, she saw that her son was dead. And so she decides, I'm going to make a move on the throne. 
and I'm going to kill all the heirs of David. Now, we have to remember that God had promised that David's seed would reign forever. He said, I'm promising because of my son David, he's always going to be a lamp in Israel. It's always going to be a seed of David that sits on the throne. But this woman decides, I am going to go against that prophecy, and I'm going to kill all the heirs of David. But Jehosheba, the daughter, who was pretty much the high priest's wife, grabs Joash and saves his life. And it goes on to say that Athaliah reigned for six years. Six years. And Joash is taken and hid in his, and his nurse in the bedroom, which is a bedchamber, literally where they kept the mattresses in the, in, in, the, in the house of God. This little small, it wasn't no big old room like this, small room. He's just an infant. And he is being taken to safety in the house of the Lord. But Sister Nichols, he grows up in it with a unique experience. Because he can't take his baseball mat and go play with the other kids. He can't do any of those things that normal kids can do. He has to hide. He can't make a bunch of noise, Levi. He can't play with cars out in the open. He has to stay hidden for six years. And the only thing that he gets is being around the men in the house of God. And we can look at that and glorify that like, oh, what other place would you rather be? But you have to go outside the walls of the palace and realize that Israel is in a place where they think the word of God has died. Because they're like, the lineage of David is no more. God's covenant is broken. God's covenant means nothing anymore. Six years of this queen mother ruling and doing bad things, raising up idols to Baal, all these things. David's covenant is dead and Israel and Judah feels that no hope sister Glover no hope Sunday school going no hope worship in the temple no hope because they realize that the covenant that God has made with David is no more is no more but Jehoshiba whose name literally means Jehovah has sworn. Jehovah has sworn. Jehovah has sworn. And she saw Joash about to die. And she risked her life to grab him and to take him to safety. Let me tell you parents something. If you want your children to be safe from the streets, you better keep them in the house of the Lord. We can look at all the things that Joash couldn't do. We can look at all the basketball tournaments he couldn't go to. But let me tell you something. I know on his deathbed, he would say the greatest six years of my life were spent in the house of the Lord. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, he probably on his deathbed said, I'm so glad I didn't have to do all these sporting events because my mom and my dad kept me in the house of the Lord. All of us around this age, we couldn't do a lot of things. It was a lot of Sundays. I was looking out my window and my friends playing football and basketball and I had to go to church. But I thank God my mom and dad said, you're going to be raised in the house of the Lord. And so, Athaliah reigns for six years, which is the number of man. But it says, Year seven, year seven, that Jehodiah, who was the high priest, brought the captains of hundreds, pretty much the bodyguards that protected the king. And he brought them to the temple and he made them swear and he shows them Joash. And I can pretty much say that most of them, remember old Fred Sanford, I'm coming to Elizabeth, doing all that. They're probably grabbing their hearts because they're like, we thought the covenant was dead. We thought the covenant was broken. We thought this person was dead. We thought the lineage of David had been destroyed. But let me tell you something. It says in Second Chronicles, which is the meat of my thing, that God has swore a covenant of salt with David's sons. And that means that you have a covenant of salt that God that says, 
is going to preserve. That word salt means preserve. And God is saying when I make a covenant of salt, I'm going to preserve you, David. I'm going to preserve it. And like they said last week, when you don't think that you see that he's working, he never stops. The the covenant of David was dead. And they thought he was dead. But God was working behind the scenes. God was working, keeping that covenant alive. And when it came time for the perfect number of seven to come forth, God said, my covenant is for eternity. My covenant is never broken. My covenant stays with me forever. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. You better understand that you got a covenant of salt that preserves you. You got a covenant of salt that elevates you. When you don't see him working, when you don't see him doing his things just the more, God is saying, just put it on me. I'm working things behind the scenes. Put it on me. I got Jehoshaphat and I got Jehovah keeping that child safe in my arms. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So he commanded the guards. And he brings the bodyguards up. And he tells them, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let this guy come forward. And uh, I need you to protect him. And he says, I want you to surround him. Now, Sarah, it's amazing to me that he does all of this work. He calls him on the Sabbath, which is a holy day. Let me tell you something God is showing us here. He's saying, I do my best work when you rest and I do the heavy lifting. Oh, glory. They didn't have to do a thing. But on the Sabbath, he's saying, I'm going to do the work. That's why it says, enter into my rest. I've already done the heavy lifting. I'm going to do it myself. I don't need you. I just need your faith and obedience. But I'm going to do this all by myself because I owe David something. I owe him my word. It said when he couldn't swear by anything greater, he swore by himself. Talking about the promise to Abraham. And he's telling you today, your children, your legacy is preserved by a covenant of salt. A covenant of salt. And so he calls them and he says, we're going to go out by force and protect them. But guess what? He says, but to make sure things go well, I'm going to give you the shields and the spears that David had stored up. Let me tell you something. Those shields and spears represent our prayers. You got the shield to block and the spear to fight. And it means the king that it enter into a covenant with God. He said, I'm storing up things for future generations. Let me tell you something. Sister Sandy, when you dump your children in prayers, you got shields and spears already up in God's chamber, and he's ready to release them on his children. Don't you tell me what that covenant won't do. Don't you tell me what that covenant won't do. I'm here to tell somebody today, you got hope in a covenant of salt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, they, they surround them, and they take them out, and they present. They present them to the world. And Athaliah comes running to the temple, screaming treason, treason, treason. You got to understand that any time the word of God and his covenant starts to go forth, that spirit of Jezebel is going to come up and try to cause confusion. You know the scripture that says, he that findeth a wife 
Find up a good thing. Boy, sons, Garrett, when you're looking for a wife, you better make sure she's double-checked that she has no Jezebel spirit because that spirit of Jezebel wants to murder your children. That spirit of Jezebel wants to cause confusion. There's nothing good about the spirit of Jezebel. You young ladies, listen to me. You got the world telling you you need to doll yourself up and look like this. You got to dress like that. That's nothing but the spirit of Jezebel. God is looking for a woman that's holy. God is looking for a woman that knows how to pray. God is looking for a woman that knows how to read her Bible. I can care how good you look with makeup. If you can't pray to God for me, I don't need you. You better kick that Jezebel spirit out of your house and say it's of me in my house. We are going to serve the Lord. That after liar came running, saying treason, treason, and it cost her her life. That spirit of Jezebel needs to be cut out. We sitting up here. Hallelujah. We sitting up here having conversations with the spirit of Jezebel. We sitting up here having conversations, entertaining things. You better kill it. You better kill it. You better kill it. Six years. This young man is in the house of the Lord. Six years. Can't make any noise. Certain things he can and can't do. But oh, it's safety in the house of the Lord. There's safety. There's no murder in the house of the Lord. You're safe, which means they're safe around you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. That means because it's not about being safe in this building. It means them being safe around you. Sister Sandy, when you go into Holy Family, you're bringing safety. But more importantly, you're bringing a covenant assault. Assault that God has promised you. When I go into Sacred Heart, I'm taking a covenant assault. You know what the salt does. It preserves. You say, God, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are preserving peace. You are preserving the power and the anointing of Jesus Christ on this earth. That's the power that you have. Don't you wake up anymore thinking you can't do something. You are preserved with a covenant of salt. I might as well preach it. You are preserved with a covenant of salt that is eternal in heaven. And for six years, the nation of Israel looked upon God and said, you can't keep your word. David's lineage is dead. You, we can't trust you anymore. That's why we go after all these other gods. Because your covenant is dead. All of David's seed is dead. But oh, I wish you guys would play Waymaker. You got a Waymaker that's working when you don't see. You got a Waymaker that's working behind the scenes. And while Israel is thinking it's gone and it's dead, you got Joash growing up around the house of God, ready to take the mantle of leadership because God has preserved a covenant with David. Oh, you better understand, when he went to Calvary, Olivia, he made a covenant with you that is eternal. Hey! I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling somebody today that came in with no hope. I'm talking to somebody today that said, if I don't get an answer from God today, I'm going to do something. I might even take my life, but I'm here. God rose me up today to tell you, 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 and you, there's hope in me. There's hope. Hey! I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. We talked about we talked about the glories in us we're talking about when Bishop prophesied years ago that God's going to take this church and strip it to the studs. And we're sitting up here worrying about all of these numbers, financial difficulties. But I'm here to tell the Glovers, God has struck it down, but he's working on the backside. Hey, 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't you worry about them finances no more. If God blesses Brother Dunn with this new job, don't you worry about that no more. I'm here to tell Connect Point. We're down at the studs, but it was a purpose for that. And now God's been working on the backside. He's been working in Spokane, and he's saying it's time for Joash to come forth. Hey, hey, that's Joash is coming forth, and it's time for Connect Point to grow. Covenant assault. Covenant assault. Covenant assault. Thank you, Jesus. The God. Let's just. Let's go there real quick. I just want to let's go to uh, Second Chronicles thirteen and five. Just want to show it to you before we bring this to a close. Second Chronicles thirteen and five. Should you not read the New King James Version? Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel Gave the dominion or gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, to him and his sons by a covenant assault. David's legacy is preserved with me. It don't matter what you see. His lineage is preserved with me. And if it's preserved with me, it's eternal. So it has to happen. You see, as I was wrestling to get all this together... God dropped something in my spirit. But I was like, oh, God, that's a little too self-serving. But then Pastor was like, oh, hey, that's a nice suit, Brother Dunn. Hey, man, yeah, I got it at Goodwill. You know, God's been good to me. And all that stuff. Speaking about it, I had this suit for like 22 years and everything. But let me tell you, I'm, I'm just going to, uh, can one of you girls, can y'all play Waymaker? Is that okay? As we bring this to a close. But God put this in my spirit. And so... Sarah, do you have a picture of Jaden on your phone? Garrett, do you have a picture of Garrett, I mean, of Weston and your brother, uh, Chris, on your phone? Okay. We're going to be a little radical today, okay? All right. So God told me that my family and my boys are covered with a covenant of salt. And I'm tired of saying, I'm tired of saying that it's going to happen. I'm saying these boys right here are covered with a covenant of salt. And I'm trying to tell somebody today, if your child is out there and you're feeling like they're not going to come back, you better know that that covenant of salt is going to preserve them. You better lay your children up on this altar. Lay your grandchildren up on this altar and say this covenant of salt is going to keep them. This covenant of salt in 2024 is bringing them back to a place of repentance. Hallelujah. This covenant of salt means everything. Lay your children down and know that God is going to make it happen. He's working on Jaden. He's working on Kendall. He's working on Isaiah. He's working on Chris. He's working on Weston. He's working on your children. He's working on everybody that you know because that covenant of salt is eternal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jim. Know that God is working behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes. He never stops. He never stops working. Even when I don't see that he's working, he never stops because he's a way maker. He's a way maker. Whoa. God said, do something radical. You pray for your boys, bring them to church, and lay them on that altar. And say, oh God, my boys are covered with a covenant of salt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me what my God can't do. Don't you tell me what he can't do. Hallelujah. He said, I'm preserving 
David's kingdom with a covenant of salt. Next time you go to the Lord, you bring it up to his remembrance. I'm covered by your covenant of salt. I'm covered by your covenant. And I know I don't need to see it. But I'm going to church by faith. I'm walking out these doors knowing that in this year, I ain't talking about 2025. I ain't talking about 2026. I'm making a plea before God that in 2024, Kendall, Isaiah, Jaden will be here in the front row saying, what a mighty God I serve. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. Oh, stop containing this and let God have his way. You know God is pulling on your heart. Start getting radical. Start running around. Start doing what you need to do. But know that that covenant of salt is with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second as we continue to pray. Sandy, Ron, you're covered by a covenant of salt. Dennis, come on up here. Stand in the gap for Dennis. He knows the Holy Ghost. He knows baptism in Jesus' name. Stand in that gap, Sister Moore, and know my husband is covered with a covenant of salt. And every time I lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help, I know that that covenant of salt is going to bring them to a place where we're together as a family in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Shotoyo.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a there's a a great video on YouTube. All of us have seen it. When they sing this song at Because of the Times, all of us have seen it. Over 40 million views. And Sister Moore, I was watching that yesterday. But I was enjoying the music, Sister Glover. But then somebody on the platform caught my eye. And I don't mean to give a bunch of men glory, but I will give this man, Brother T.F. Tenney. Brother T.F. Tenney in his frail condition, before he's passed away now, in his frail condition, was sitting on that platform. And you see some other guys sitting up there younger than him, just sitting up there taking it in. But you saw this man with his weak, frail arms raising his hands up. My God is a way maker. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God is a way maker. And every time I get into his presence, because of him being a way maker, I'm going to give him everything I got. I'm going to lift up these frail hands. I don't know how much time I got left, but I'm going to give him some glory because I'm covered with a covenant of salt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you let another church service go by when you don't give God some glory. Don't you never let a time go by when you don't lift your hands up and give them some glory. Because your children, your husbands, your family, your church finances are covered with a covenant of salt. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Girls, every time you play, every time you sing, every time you preach, Tay-Tay, you are preserving a covenant of salt that started with your grandparents way back when. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to shut up. But let me tell you something. The reason why Brother Dunn is in the church today is because I had a great grandmother that was in the apostolic truth. I'm talking about back in the early 1900s when it wasn't mainstream, when you were on the other sides of the track. But that woman got down on her knees and said, cover my generations after me with that covenant of salt. I'm laying my heart on the line for my grandchildren, great grandchildren to know thy name. Don't you think about that covenant of salt. It's Morton salt on your table. It's a covenant of destiny that preserves who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Connect point. Connect point. It's time. It's time. The foundations have been stripped, and God has given it a solid foundation. And he has called me and this man to the city to bring the word of the Lord. You don't see, we ain't about numbers. It's about doing the will of the Lord. And for years, we've been sitting up here thinking about, oh, God, what are you doing? Maybe we should go back to Tennessee or Alaska. Maybe I should go back to Merle and do whatever. But God is saying, mm-hmm. You remember when I told you, look across the street, and I said, that's going to be an overflow? I'm not just saying that for my breath. I'm not just saying that to make you feel good. I'm here to tell somebody today, the studs are gone. And now when the foundation is being built line upon line. And this church will be the house on the hill that cannot be had. This church will be to this community the place where they say it's God in there. I don't know about these other churches, but there is a real Jesus that died on the cross that's wanting to make a covenant with me. I'm going to that house. I'm going to that place. I want to hear the word of God from that minister. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm done. But know this. That covenant of salt is still strong. It's still strong. It's still strong. I can't imagine some of the prophets, Pastor, that knew the scriptures, knew what God had said. And they're like, it's over. David's seed is dead. 
And it wasn't like Sister Moore, oh, this happened on a Saturday. Then the next day God reveals six years, Sandy, six years. They're thinking that prophet, that covenant that God had made with David is gone for six years. Going to bed with that on it. The prophet's like, oh, my God. We, we, we didn't, we didn't, some of us been sown asunder. Some of us been thrown in. Some of us been had all these things for speaking the word of the Lord. Some of us been killed for speaking the word of God. And now, God, you, you haven't kept your word. But God was like, just have faith. Because I'm working things out on the backside. And I want to say, well, Joe Ash was only seven years because that represents the completeness of God. The number seven at the seventh year, Joe Ash was like, I'm seven years old, but I'm complete in him. And that's when God said, I'm going to show you to the world when you are complete with me. You see, that's why Paul said, I glory in tribulations. I glory in those things because they work of patience. Paul said all the things shipwrecks been beat by rods. All those things, I'll do it again because I'm doing it for that covenant of salt that is going to preserve me forever and ever and ever. He says, I want to go be with Jesus, which is better for me, but it's more profitable for me to stay down here with you. But while I'm down here in my bonds, I'm still going to ask God, go and give me some more affliction because it's more profitable for you. Because I know I'm being preserved in eternal heaven because I'm doing the will of the Lord. Jehodiah, who was the high priest, his name literally means Jehovah knows. His wife's mean Jehovah has sworn, and his name means Jehovah knows. God knows that he has sworn a covenant to David. Think about that. Think about that. Let me tell you something. I know it's hard sometimes. I know you get, you get frustrated because you're human. But, oh, when you just realize that you're preserved by a covenant of salt. Love the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul. Because guess what? You're going to come into contact with people that when you look them in their eyes, you're going to see no hope. You, when you come, you're going to come into contact with people, Jasmine, at your school. They're going to look at you at 13 or 14 years old, and they're going to be like, I have no hope. But you're going to be that light to them. You're going to be that light where they're just going to maybe lay hands on people. Let me if, if some of you, and I'm, 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 I'm going to close with this, if some of you are struggling with peace in your home, why don't you come up and have pastor lay hands on you so he can speak peace in your home. Have peace in your home. Peace in your home. If you don't have peace in your home, you're just not going to be restful. You're just not going to be able to do anything. But you want peace in your home. Let them speak peace in your home. And know this, that when you lay your heads down tonight, Think of it as a salty pillow. Lick it a little bit. Lick it a little bit. And say it's a little salty, but it preserves my soul. Let's clap our hands up to the Lord. That's why Paul said, there's no greater salvation. Or this is a great salvation. Great salvation. Great salvation. If you don't think it's a great salvation, you're wasting your time here. But if you know it's a great salvation, man, I tell you, you need to be. If, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you permission to speed. If you're speeding to get the church going to do that, just ask God to cover the lights and all that type of stuff. But you need to be in a fanatic frenzy to get to the house of the Lord, to be around those of precious like faith. So God continue to sprinkle some salt on me to preserve it. Love you. Thank you for your attendance to the, to, the, to the house of the Lord. Brother Nathan, thank you for that testimony. Giving somebody a coat. Be here on Tuesday, 6 o'clock for prayer, 7 o'clock for Bible study. Love you. 
and hug a brother, hug a sister. If you still have tithes and offering, please bring it. Do we have any announcements? Oh, yeah, go. What a powerful word that was. We put our hands together and thank God for speaking such a powerful, timely, mighty, mighty, mighty word. That's, a, that's an amazing story and there's so much to it. And you think about that covenant, that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And you know that their, their, their kid becomes a prophet. Their kid becomes a prophet. Zechariah prophesies. And, uh, you know, we've got, we've got nobody but kings that get buried with kings except for that priest. He's buried with the kings. He's buried with the royal seed of David. And we've got that exact same thing getting ready to happen here after church. We've got Fidel, we've got Nora that are going to be baptized or buried with the King. Jesus Christ, who's King of kings and Lord of lords. And God's given us all the grace and the opportunity to be baptized into His death. What a, what a great thing that is. And we rise up in the power and the authority of resurrection. Praise God. I'm, I'm, so that's what's getting ready to happen right after church. We're going to go downstairs. And uh, we got 90-something degree water, low 90s, and we're going to baptize this couple in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. Brother DeLorenz was going to announce that we have a youth function on Friday night. I'm trying to feel after the Spirit and prophesy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, all right, yeah. If, if you're youth, that was for you. Amen. So, Brother Don, I can't, I can't say how, how much I appreciate and love, love you and the man of God that you are. Uh, it's such a blessing to, I don't know of any other churches that do what we do. We just rotate. I don't, I don't know of any other church that does that. Every other service, me and Brother Don preach. And that's a, that's a, such a blessing to me to be connected with such a great man of God, a man that's got revelation, got authority, he's got the prophetic office. And, uh, and then to see Brother Nathan DeLorenz as the same authority and glory and all that's on him. And he, he preaches. Every time he gets this microphone, he preaches. And then all of a sudden, something gets on Brother Garrett. In the middle of song service today, and he starts preaching. And uh, Brother Garrett's got that natural, huh? That, that's, that's, that's just given to people. They just got that, huh? Come up here, huh? You know you're powerful if you've got a huh. And that's how he started out. So that's, that's powerful as it gets. Amen. And I, I, I just thank God for the people of God. But that was a word. These, these people right up here, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. You, these people right there, that's, there's, there's things that you do that are prophetic actions that God asks people to do, and it, whether or not they, they, it makes sense to them, they do it. I, got a, I, I don't know if I told you this story, but I heard a story about a woman who's trying to get her husband to come to church. And so she would get up every Sunday morning, and she would iron his shirt and his suit and hang it on a hanger so all he had to do was get up and put it on and he just never would and so what she did is she took it to church and she started sitting by it that's radical but then she started running the aisles with it and it wasn't long before they were running the aisles together because he came into the church but then she, then they can't have children. What do they do? She buys a onesie and takes it to church. And her and her husband sit by that. They run the aisles with that onesie. And next thing you know, they've got two children miraculously given to them by the power. There's something about prophetic action. Sister Linda walks around the church seven times and prays. There's something about that prophetic action right here. You just guarantee right here. These, these are human beings we'll be seeing here pretty soon, right here. Because you don't do that kind of stuff. That's not normal to bring pictures. It's not normal to bring pictures from your house of your children and laying on the altar. You don't see that happen every service. 
get it out on your phone. That, that's God saying, I dare you to do something that I'm going to come through for you if you do it. Oh, we've seen that. Come on, Isaiah. We've seen that too many times. The Lord requires some action and then there's a miracle that happens because of the action. Praise God. Mm. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see these, this great couple get baptized and they've got, they're, uh, they've got Native American in them. So I've got, I've got brethren coming. To the church, You've got brethren coming to the church, and uh, I just pray that the blessing of God be upon your life. That you've listened to this message, we'll post it as soon as possible, and you've listened to it. But you, you just understand, Brother Dunn's got a lot of things he could preach. Let me tell you how it always happens, and it, this never fails. I don't contact Brother Dunn ever. So here's how it happens: is I, I will, I will get up, and my mind doesn't work. And so I'll do everything I can possibly do. I'll listen to like 15 different messages, sermons, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just trying to get inspired, to study, to inspiration, just not there. Got up at 3 in the morning. And my wife gets up at 5 in the morning. I'm just sitting there all grouchy. Because I, I don't got, I, my mind just not working. And then 9.45 or so, Brother Dunn texts me and asks me if he can preach. That's how it always works. I'll have nothing. God gives it to him. Every single time. It's never been a time where I'm like, but I want to preach this so bad. I'll have nothing every time. Every time. And so I know that when that happens, and like what Brother Dunn said is it's rare, but I know for a fact when that happens, it's, it's something to get ready for because it's going to be an event. It's going to be a word, but more than a word, it's going to be an experience. Life-changing. And so that, that was such a powerful word. Can we clap our hands again and thank God? For a covenant like that. <laughs> amen, amen. So uh, you're dismissed to go downstairs with us and we'll get this couple ready to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, celebrate some more. Celebrate some more. The glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ as we experience that treasure. His glory, His favor. God bless you. We'll see you downstairs.